0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome into another edition of The Butcher versus the Spin Instructor presented by LB's Meat Market. I'm Neil McCrady. Greg Jones with me here today from LB's Meat Market uh, here in Oxford. Campbell McCready from uh, Zen Studios in Fayetteville, but she's in Oxford today. She's back home for uh, Thanksgiving, got home late on uh, Tuesday. Good to have her back in town. So hello to all of you. How you doing?
2: Doing good. Yeah,
3: congratulations on, uh, aren't you like something important now?
2: (laughs) I got recruitment chair for Kai on Sunday. Thank you.
3: That's awesome.
2: That's awesome. (laughs)
1: So for people who don't know what that means, what does that mean, Campbell? It's a, it, is a, it, is a, it is a major accomplishment.
2: Um, as a recruitment chair, I just plan all recruitment for 2022 in August. But I start, like I have a first, my first meeting on Monday, which is kind of hard to believe. I already start in November. But um, I'll live in Fayetteville again this summer and spend every day, all week, nine to four. At Cairo in the basement, planning recruitment. So I'm excited.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I know everybody was super excited, and we were, and all of that. So it was really cool. Um, all right, to, uh, LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford's the place to go. It's we're taping this on Wednesday. Going to try to get it up to you on Wednesday, but they're not going to be open on Thursday because obviously Thursday's Thanksgiving. They're going to take Friday off, and then they'll be back open, ready to roll on Friday. I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday, you're going to be ready for something other than turkey and leftover turkey and things of that nature, and LB's is there. They've got all of those things you'll be looking for, the freshest cuts, whether it's beef or pork or chicken or uh, seafood, house-made sausages, the stuffed jalapenos that I, uh, I, I love, Campbell loves, uh, stuffed mushrooms, uh, bacon-wrapped asparagus. I know I'm leaving things out. They've Basically, whatever it is that you're looking for, they've got it. And not only do they have it, they the quality is just amazing. The service is great. The people there are always so nice and kind and helpful. So uh, if you're thinking about something, looking for something, just drop in. If you're in a hurry, you can make the call to LBs. You can have it pre-ready. I've done that several times when... I knew I was going to have a big order. I wanted to have it kind of ready to roll so I could get in and out. You can do that too. We'll get all that contact info to you here at the end of the show. But guys, I thought we'd kind of talk about Thanksgiving a little bit. It is a big holiday. Everybody gets together, and we got we go to my parents' house here in Oxford, and um, that's always it's always fun. And then um, the game, of course, Thanksgiving night, Ole Miss and State. So I've got work to do. So I've got I get to eat, take a nap, get ready to work, work take another nap, get up on Friday, and go from there. What do you like about Thanksgiving? What's your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Either one of you can go first.
2: Um, Obviously, the food is my favorite part, I have to say. I like green bean bundles, so I look forward to those every year.
1: You like green bean bundles, Greg?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll eat green bean bundles. That sounds good to me. I mean, if it's out there on the spread, I'm going to have at least a little dabble on my plate, I mean, regardless.
1: So you guys do the, you do the fried turkey, right, Greg? Is that right?
3: Yeah, I, we do the garbage can turkey. Yeah,
1: so we've talked about this before, but walk us through it again, because this is always amazing okay. to me. It, okay, just, so it sounds what like you a do, fire waiting to happen.
3: <laughs> so what you do is you just basically take a just a standard garbage can, you know, steel, I mean, a, a tin garbage can that you get from Ace or wherever, and uh, you get a, a metal stake, kind of like a rod, and the, Inject it into the ground, and then you cover the 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 steak with uh, tin foil, and then you make a tin on the bottom to where the juices go down on the bottom, and then uh, basically what you do is you stick the the turkey on on the steak, and then you set the garbage can on top of the turkey, and then you know you put a, a charcoal around the bottom of the trash can to where coals are on the bottom of it, and uh, you put coals on top and just uh, kind of put some lighter fluid on the, on the, um, charcoal and everything, let it sit and then light it and just let it sit there for about two hours. And, you know, just make sure you got the wind and no trees involved. <laughs> uh, I'd hate for you to set the neighborhood on fire. You know, you know, I've seen these videos of the, uh, frying turkeys, you know, and it's it just big balls of flame, but, uh, so this is, it, it, it can, but yeah, just check your wind and, uh, your proximity first before you, uh, you put your stake in the ground. But yeah, basically what you want to do is you just kind of want to cover it up with the trash can, surround it with uh, charcoal. And whenever the charcoal burns out in two hours, you know, and then just remove the can and it's a beautiful smoked, uh, garbage can Turkey.
1: You know, I shouldn't laugh, but sometimes you watch the videos of the, of the fried Turkey, disasters and all you can think is number one bless your heart and number two you idiot what were you doing (laughs) i mean you're right next to something and it spills and then boom and what a disaster you know fire trucks you know the fire department people are are dreading days like this because they know people that don't know what they're doing are going to be out trying to do something and they're going to be having to put out fires at two o'clock in the afternoon on thanksgiving day you you know they think about it
3: Oh, for sure. I, I, you know, it's just like what disaster is going to happen first Or they might have a pool, you know, where the first, uh, the first call, you know, if it's under 10 o'clock or over 11 o'clock or something like that. So I would probably be on the over 11 o'clock. If it was 11 o'clock, I would think 12 o'clock would be a good prompt time for, for a good, uh, turkey fire.
1: Probably the bewitching hour. Yeah. Cause people are frying turkeys around noon, one o'clock thinking they'll be ready around three. Um, Yeah. So we, I feel like I get the day off because my my parents do all the cooking. I mean, we do the green bean bundles, but Laura and the girls basically do the green bean bundles. I don't even do those. I'm my biggest decision tomorrow is, frankly, what time do I start drinking, and then what time do I have to sort of stop so that I can be sober enough to have coherent thought to write something at nine thirty, ten o'clock, and then at that point I can resume drinking. And then when we finish the show about one o'clock in the in the morning the next question at that point is do I want leftovers now or do I make myself go to bed? Those are, these are the things that I have to decide on Thanksgiving day, which is first world problems for sure.
3: Yeah. I I was about to say first world problems for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, let's get into the games. we got a slate of, uh, of holiday football the last weekend of the regular season, other than the army Navy game, which is hard to believe that we're already at this spot last week. Uh, Greg, you started slow and then boom, you took off. You started zero and two and then you ended up eight and four. So you are seventy-three and forty-three for the year. Thirty games over five hundred. You're making coin. Campbell uh, started fast. Started four and one. Was rolling. Ended up five and seven. Did not finish well as the day went on. She she sort of collapsed as as Saturday unfolded. Um, she did get you both did get the Arkansas game right. Arkansas covered the line. Um, 59 and 57, you both missed on Ole Miss, by the way, you both had Ole Miss covering a 36 and a half point line and that did not happen. So, um, uh, Campbell's 59 and 57 for the year, 14 games out, frankly, in deep trouble, approaching the point where Greg will probably have to pick first on every game so that Campbell can decide if that's a game that she wants to just go for it. Not going to do that this time, but starting next week, we'll probably jump into that. Greg, you won the week, so we'll start with the Egg Bowl. It's uh, eighth-ranked Ole Miss, heading to Mississippi State. This game's 6-30 on Thanksgiving night. The game can be seen on ESPN. Ole Miss, Greg, is a one-point underdog. Mississippi State, a one-point favorite there in Starkville. I'm going to guess you're picking the Rebels.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, I just, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, this game is always a weird game to to break down. You know, you don't know what you're going to get, you know, there's always something uh, involved or, you know, maybe a a pregame skirmish or, you know, uh, somebody, you know, lifting their leg and missing an extra point. It's always just something, something weird. And of course the, uh, the, Mac the, extra point where the wind blew it, blew it back. I mean, you know, there's just so many weird things that happen in this game. I just feel like, you know, Ole Miss is just going to find a way to get it done. Um, you know, I know state's playing really good football right now and not going to, you know, not, not acknowledge that they are playing good ball, but for some strange reason, I just feel like Ole Miss has just got to get it done. And, uh, you know, they got a lot going on the line, a trip to the sugar bowl and, uh, you know, it's just huge for uh program in the second year of Lane Kifton. So hopefully it works out and uh hopefully the revs will uh will uh will show up and uh and run the ball and uh keep the ball out of the hands of the Mississippi State offense and uh you know maybe the under too. How about that?
1: I do like the under in this game. Uh Campbell, do you know what the over under means?
2: Oh
1: no. okay. We won't even throw that at you at this point. We'll yeah, just, it's just probably keep
2: just going to throw me off. So
1: yeah, uh, okay. So Campbell, Greg's going to take Ole Miss and get a point there in the Egg Bowl. What do you think?
2: I'm going to agree. I've picked Ole Miss, I believe, every game this season. Which every I game but one, one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with Greg on this one and go with Ole Miss.
1: All right, so you're both taking the Rebels. I certainly hope for my uh, post game, a uh, post show that uh, you you are both right. That would be much more pleasant post-game show than if it goes the other way, which I don't even want to talk about. Friday, the next day at uh, 2.30, it is on CBS. It's Missouri heading uh, after beating Florida, getting Dan Mullen fired. Missouri heads to Fayetteville to face the 25th-ranked Hogs. Again, Friday, 2.30 on CBS. Campbell, Missouri is a 14-point underdog against your Razorbacks, who gave Alabama all it wanted a week ago in Tuscaloosa.
2: I'm obviously going to go with Arkansas. I watched – I actually watched the game last week. It was really fun because we actually, you know, I mean, we were actually standing a chance for a little bit. But then that one went away. But um, I'm going to go with Arkansas.
1: You know, Sam Pittman had a quote. I don't know if I've shown this to you, Campbell. Someone sent it to me. My friend Mike Breedlove sent it to me. Mike's a big Ole Miss fan, but he went to Arkansas. So he's got ties to both schools. And um, Sam Pittman in the fourth quarter of that game, Arkansas was down 14. It was fourth and 11 at their own 35. And he initially sent out the punt team. And he called timeout and called them back and they went for it. And he was asked about what happened. Because, of course, as as apt to happen, rumors pop up when that happens. And the rumor was that Kendall Bryles wanted to punt the offensive coordinator and that Sam Pittman overruled him and, So Sam was asked about it in his press conference on Monday, and he asked the reporter, he goes, you want to know the truth? And the reporter said, yeah, of course. And uh, he said, what happened was sent the team out to punt. They were down 14, and he realized that he said to himself that if they go for it here and we don't get it, pretty good chance Alabama scores again, and Alabama's up by 21, and they end up winning by 21. And he said people would think it was a blowout when it wasn't. And he said, but he stopped himself because he realized that if he did that, that he's not giving his kids a chance to win and that they would never forgive him for that and that he would never forgive himself for that. And so he called the timeout so that they get the offense back on the field and go for it because you're always playing to win. And I love the honesty of that answer, just the, the, you know yeah by going for it you run the risk of getting blown out and it looking worse than it was, but by not going for it, you don't give yourself a chance and mm-hmm. I love that I love that answer. I just thought if I were an Arkansas fan, that would be an answer that would tie some heartstrings from me to that coach to the way he thinks and I don't know I just thought it was a cool answer it was a it was a really good life answer too beyond football that sometimes you do have to just go for it and mm-hmm. and um yeah i I love the answer I just thought it was really cool greg.
3: Yeah, I agree. I like Sam Pippen a lot. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to find the right, you know, coach for your program. You know, uh, you look at certain hires and, you know, sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't, but, uh, you know, I know that, uh, Arkansas fans are, you know, are, you know, excited about, you know, where the program's going and, uh, you know Sam Pittman seems like a, a really good guy and uh somebody you probably you know probably want you know your kids to play for so especially whenever he's answering stuff like that like that. I mean that's just good wholesome uh good wholesome uh you know uh, quotes right there and uh, something that you can take to the bank.
1: So you like uh you like Arkansas or Missouri here with the 14 point
3: I, I like I like Sam Pittman in Arkansas a lot, but I just think it's too much too many points. I mean Missouri's playing pretty decent ball. I mean I know they came back and beat Florida in overtime but um you know uh, a momentum game like that for missouri is a a big deal so i think it's a you know a seven to ten point game i just think 14 points a little too much so i'm gonna go with missouri and the points just because it's too many points if it was nine and a half seven and a half i would feel real comfortable with the arkansas but i think i think missouri with the 14 is just a little too many points
1: it is a big line for for a rivalry game like that all right we get into the saturday games here uh we start off with the eleven o'clock games. This one on ABC. Top ranked Georgia. Greg heads to Atlanta to play uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia, the Bulldogs, a thirty-five point favorite in Atlanta. Again, ABC, eleven a.m. What do you think?
3: I'm gonna go with Georgia. I, I think that uh, I think Georgia fans really do not like Tech fans. I think that's one of those little little. Uh, under the map uh, kind of rivalry that's a little bit more heated than people think. Uh, I just think Georgia's just, you know, they're just too good, man. And uh, Notre Dame put a good thumping on Georgia tech last week. And uh, I just think that, you know, when you go to hiring a coach, you know, I think the, the Georgia tech hire just, you know, just that doesn't work out and you got to move on. So uh, I think that uh, Georgia tech probably be looking for a new coach after this game for sure.
1: Georgia Tech going to miss the schedule next year in Atlanta. But for right now, Campbell, they've got the uh, top-ranked team in the country coming in on Saturday. 35 points. What do you think?
2: I'm going to agree. I'm going with Georgia. I don't even know what Georgia Tech is, where it is, anything about it. So I'm going with Georgia.
1: (laughs) Georgia Tech is in downtown Atlanta. They're the Yellow Jackets. They play in the ACC.
2: Okay. See, if anything has state – well, for the most part, state or tech at the end of it, I just kind of disregard it. So – it's not. That's a, terrible,
1: a good angle. It's not That's a terrible. It's not a terrible life, life lesson uh, there because sometimes yeah, state schools they can have like a little brother syndrome to them, and tech schools can too, and it gets annoying. You're like, shut up, just chill out. Um, speaking of states, <laughs> this is that this is an exception because Ohio State is the Ohio State University, so they're not really a land grant ag school. It's but they use the state. Ohio State heads to Michigan. Campbell, the uh, Buckeyes, ranked second in the country. The Michigan Wolverines ranked sixth in the country. Ohio State's a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. This game can be seen on Fox at 11 a.m. Saturday. What do you think?
2: Um, I guess since Ohio State is an exception to the state and tech rule that I just made, uh, I'll go with Ohio State.
1: All right, Greg, she's going to take the Buckeyes, lay the seven and a half against uh, Jim Harbaugh and the boys there in Ann Arbor. What do you think?
3: I like Ohio State. They're just playing too good right now. Um, I know there was a little vandalism on Bo uh statue this morning and uh, kind of rustled some feathers. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's just you got. Uh, I think that Ohio State just has Harbaugh's number. I mean, there's certain teams that, have certain coaches' number, and uh, I think this is a prime example of it. So I like a Ohio State to win by two or three touchdowns easy.
1: I t- tend to agree with you. All right, we stay uh, – intersectional battle here, another ACC-SEC uh, in-state clash. Uh, let's see, it's – I guess it's, it's Greg's turn. Florida State Greg is a two-point underdog at Florida. This is an 11 a.m. game. You can see it on ESPN, the Gators – will be under the direction of interim coach Greg Knox this week after firing Dan Mullen. Florida State and Florida both one win away from bowl eligibility, so a lot besides hatred on the line here. What do you think?
3: Man, uh, (laughs) I know that um, the interim head coach for Florida has a pretty decent record. You know, he beat Lamar Jackson in the belt bowl, so uh, maybe uh, maybe he's just a really good interim coach uh, or picking up the slack for Dan Mullen maybe uh you know florida state played a really good game last week against boston college uh i know they had a you know first you know rough first three you know two three weeks of the the year in their schedule and you know it takes time whenever you have a new coach and a new system and a new program so i'm just going to go with uh with the florida state here i just think that they're in a little bit better spot and uh i just you know who knows what who who florida's going to hire but uh it, it better be a splash because uh uh, there's there, there there's some turmoil down there for sure
1: my money's on billy napier by the way as to who they're going to hire the louisiana lafayette coach all right campbell your uh your state college uh, theory goes gets the test here florida state at florida greg's taking the seminoles and the two points what, what say you
2: well i didn't really realize i was creating an angle for myself now and i feel like i need to stick to it so i'm going with florida
3: <laughs> okay uh, i love how that's uh the 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 uh the University of Florida jet plane rent like a straight line to Lafayette. Lafayette. Like it literally the 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 flight line was a straight, exact line straight to La, uh, La, Lafayette. So uh Lafayette, my bad.
1: Lafayette, um, Louisiana. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, you got to pull the right trigger on the right hire, you know. And if you don't pull the, you know, if you don't get the right hire, you got to, you know, part ways and, you know, move on. So um but yeah I like Florida State.
1: I feel like I could almost skip this game because I almost know precisely what Campbell will say because now it applies two of her theories, two of her pr- criteria fit into this game. It's the Iron Bowl in uh, Campbell's native state. It's Alabama, the uh, third ranked Crimson Tide, going to Auburn. It's a 2 uh, game. You can see it on CBS. Alabama is a 19 and a half point favorite going on the road to Jordan Hare to face the Tigers. Uh, who lost to South Carolina last week. Auburn, some rumors about uh, Brian Harson, first-year coach trying to get out of Auburn, trying to get the Washington job, all sorts of just innuendo going on around the Auburn program. So, Campbell, I, I almost just feel certain I know where you're going here, but go ahead.
2: Yep. Um, obviously, I'm going to pick Alabama. I don't think I have picked Auburn since I brought up my college visit about a year ago on this podcast. So. I'm going to stick with thing go with Alabama.
1: You know, another Alabama angle for you that you need for future reference is that you do have Alabama degrees in your family, both of your, uh, well, yeah, gosh, right. four of your grandparents have Alabama degrees. So mm-hmm. you, you've got I need to start using that. You, yeah, yeah that's, a a bit, that's a strong tie. So, all right, Greg, she's going to take the crimson tide and lay 19 and a half on the planes. What do you think?
3: Yeah. I mean, Alabama's is just too good. And I just think like said, Auburn's a little bit of, uh, uh, drama going on and, uh, you know, so I refer back to hiring the right person. You know, you got to hire somebody that wants to be there, and uh, obviously, uh, if somebody's out there searching for another job after his first year, uh, that's uh, that's you got to part ways. So I, I would think that about a I don't know forty five to ten slashing would probably be a good uh, uh, good uh, helping for uh, uh, the Auburn AD to pull the trigger on that. So uh, I, I I say the tide's going to roll. I like Alabama a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree with both of you. All right, Greg, this is a tricky game right here. Uh, Vanderbilt coming off a, a respectable showing in Oxford last weekend. They head to Tennessee for the season finale. Tennessee has really closed well. Speaking of guys that look like a fit, looks like Josh Heupel's a fit in Knoxville. He's done a really good job there in uh, year one. Vanderbilt is at Tennessee. It's a 245 game on the SEC network. Vanderbilt, Greg, is a point underdog so Tennessee laying 31 points
3: um I would like to say I'd like to go with Vanderbilt but I think that they kind of uh you know went all in last week against Ole Miss and um you know with that being said I, I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Vanderbilt I mean you know I, I'm in a Thanksgiving in a giving mood so uh, I, I guess I'll uh be in a Vanderbilt mood how about
1: that it's a weird line I'm almost willing to bet that this game is decided by somewhere between 29 and 33 points because Vegas nails these kinds of games Campbell what do you think it's Tennessee minus the 31 at home against Vanderbilt
2: um I'll go with Tennessee I don't pick Vanderbilt I don't think I've ever picked Vanderbilt I felt like I needed to agree with Greg here because I'm behind but I'm so far behind at this point that I'm just like I don't really care so, I think
1: this is a bad shot to take. I mean, this is this is a this is a decent shot to
3: take, you because don't, and don't you hate the orange Tennessee orange?
2: Did I say that before? Have I, I think that? you
3: said that uh, that it you just reminds. don't like Tennessee's colors.
2: But I also don't like Vanderbilt's colors, so oh, okay. that rules out the window for this one. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with Tennessee.
1: It's hard to keep up with all the rules. All right, here's an interesting game, Campbell. There's a lot of interesting storylines here. 14th ranked Texas A&M. They head to LSU. You've been to Baton Rouge. Uh, the Aggies are a six-and-a-half-point favorite at LSU. It's a 6 o'clock game. You can see it on ESPN. This is Ed Orgeron's final game. I was told last night, Greg, you'll get a kick out of this. I was told last night by someone pretty close to the LSU program that Orgeron's office is already cleaned out, that he is being escorted by police to the post game. He is going to after his post game. He is going to be escorted to his office to get the last of his things. And one hour after the game ends, his access to the building will be completely revoked. <laughs> I mean, you
3: go uh, you go to the top of the mountain to the bottom of the mountain real quick, you
1: know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's hard I, to climb, it's, and it's easy to fall fast, isn't it?
3: For sure. I mean, you know, look at Dan Mullen. I mean, he's a uh, a shoe throw away from, you know, um, you know, being in the national championship and, you know, still having a job at Florida. Um, <laughs> man, that's wild. Uh, I mean, you know, whenever you want to part ways with somebody, you really, you know, make it a point to where, Hey, we really want to part ways with you. So you're not going to have any access, uh, for, you know, 60 minutes after your, uh, last game. So I like a here. i have been, mean, you know, I just think tennis, uh, LSU is in a, bad spot and you know again they need to pull the trigger on the right hire and uh, um, with that being said uh, I'm just going to take Texas A&M if they're in a better spot right now.
1: All right Campbell the other interesting part of this story is that LSU would really love to hire Texas A&M's coach I think he's going to have an opportunity. Uh, My anticipation is that Jimbo Fisher will say no but I do think he's going to have right of first refusal. Six o'clock game uh, Greg's taking the Aggies and laying six and a half what do you think?
2: I'll agree with Greg here. I don't really have a reason, as usual. I feel like I never really have a true reason, but um, I'll go with Texas A&M. All
1: right, Campbell, here's an, another really interesting game. This game could impact the coaching cycle, how fast it goes next week. Why, you might ask. 10th-ranked Oklahoma heads to Stillwater to face 7th-ranked Oklahoma State. This is a game that's called Bedlam. It's a game that I want to see one day. I'm going to go see it. One day I want to go to Bedlam. I don't. I have no idea why, but it's on my list of things to do, and I'm going to do it. Uh, Oklahoma is a uh, three-and-a-half-point underdog. Lincoln Riley, the coach of the Sooners, widely believed to be LSU's choice. I'm told by people who are in the know that if Oklahoma loses on Saturday, LSU will be in Norman on Sunday trying to close the deal with Lincoln Riley and get him to Baton Rouge. If Oklahoma wins, they qualify for the Big 12 championship game, which would delay that flight for a week, and sometimes that week is what leads to chaos in coaching cycles. So something to watch here. So uh, Campbell, Oklahoma gets three and a half at Oklahoma State. This is a six thirty game on ABC.
2: Well, these are two of my um, pick rules, I guess you could say. Here, True. I never pick Oklahoma, and we have Oklahoma State. So oh, I'm a little something about has to
1: this is a showdown right here.
2: <laughs> um, I'll go with Oklahoma, I guess. So, you know, I don't know what to pick right. here, but I'll go with Oklahoma.
1: All right, Greg, she's going to take the three and a half points in this um, usually heated rivalry against uh, Oklahoma State, a game that – a rivalry that's going to end here soon because Oklahoma's leaving for the SEC. What do you think?
3: Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game, honestly. Um, okay. You know, if Oklahoma wins this game, they play Oklahoma State next week in the Big 12 championship game. Am I correct on that? That is
1: correct. They would have Bedlam and then Bedlam 2.
3: Wow, that sounds like uh, a lot of action there. Um, man, I, I like I like Gundy, what he's done at Oklahoma State. I mean, he's – you know, he's uh, – you know, I know he's a man and he's not 40 anymore, but, uh, I mean, that just – that always comes back to my mind whenever I think of Oklahoma State. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma State here. And see if uh, see if they can't take care of business and uh, play Baylor next week and try to get into that playoff. All
1: right. So you now you picked Oklahoma or Oklahoma State?
3: Oklahoma State. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State so they can play Baylor and uh, try oh, to yes. get in the. Oh yeah.
1: Gotcha. Playoff. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Uh, the next one. Uh, let's see. Greg, it's your turn. Can't uh, Kentucky? They head to Louisville. Kentucky looking for a nine and three season. Uh, Louisville's played pretty well as of late after a, a midseason malaise. Kentucky is a two and a half point underdog at Louisville. This is a six thirty game on ESPN two. What do you think?
3: Man, I think this is going to be a sneaky good game. Um, you know, Louisville's quarterback is as you know just unbelievable. Uh, just I, I, that play against Duke, where I think he maybe broke every tackle and ran, you know, ran probably eighty yards on a sixty yard touchdown. So. Um, You know, the kids got really good talent, and I I think it's going to be a really good game. I just think Kentucky, for some strange reason, you know, runs the ball, keeps them off the field, plays better defense, and somehow, some way gets a field goal win out of this. So I'm going to go with Kentucky here.
1: All right, Campbell, Greg's taking Kentucky and getting two and a half points at Louisville. What do you say?
2: I'm going to agree and go with Kentucky. I've picked them consistently, I feel like, as well. So I'm going to go with Kentucky, too.
1: All right, one last game here on this Saturday, Clemson. Coming off an impressive win over Wake Forest, they go to South Carolina. The Gamecocks beat Auburn last week to get bowl eligible. Huge win for uh, uh, the, the new staff there in Columbia. Campbell Cle- Clemson is an 11-and-a-half point favorite at South Carolina against the Gamecocks. This is a 6-30 game. You can see it on the SEC network.
2: Um, well, I always pick South Carolina, but I think I'm going to go with Clemson because I like their colors more. So. Okay. She, a new angle here.
1: She likes the Clemson Orange. Uh, maybe not the Auburn Orange or the Tennessee orange, but she does like the Clemson Orange. Greg, what do you think?
2: Uh
3: man, I think this is gonna be a decent little game. I mean, Shane Beamer's done a really good job with a team that, you know, was a disaster. I think they won two games last year. Um, you know, Clemson's playing a little bit better ball. I, I know the quarterback's kind of hurt and back and forth uh on an injury, but uh, I'm going to go with South Carolina here. I, I, I like the points here, and I think that uh, it might be a field goal to a touchdown difference game, so got to have the points here.
1: All right, Greg's going to take the Gamecocks. Campbell's going to go with the Tigers as we wrap up uh, rivalry week here on the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor. Uh, Greg, before we uh, close for the, the holiday, tell people how they can get in touch with you on uh, Saturday when they're sick of turkey and they're ready for something different and they want something good from LBs.
3: Yeah, I always call the store. Like I said, we're going to be closed Thursday and Friday. So, uh, you know, get your uh, fill on turkey and ham and all that good stuff. And then uh, Saturday, you know, come in and get some lane trains uh, or maybe a big, fat, juicy bone-in ribeye or a porterhouse or some hamburgers or, you know, maybe some sausage to put on the grill, maybe a sausage and cheese plate. We've got plenty of duck poppers, uh, maybe a bone-in pork chop, you know, just something that you know, uh, is, is not going to be on a Thanksgiving table at that time. So um, always, always good to call the store, 662-259-2999. Uh, I do have Facebook and Instagram. I, I try to reply back as quick as possible on those um, social media outlets, but always call the store. And if there's always something that you need, uh, I can special order anything. I had a, a customer that wanted some lamb shank. I can get lamb shank. I just, it's hard for me to carry lamb shank. Because I don't get asked for it a lot. So uh, if you want something like that, a lamb shank or asabuco or, or veal, you know, veal chops or something like that, just call. I'll order it for you and I'll have it in on Monday or Thursday for you.
1: Greg, happy Thanksgiving to you. Campbell, happy Thanksgiving to you. I've always enjoyed this each part of the week. Thanks for um, making this a part of your week. Thanks to everybody that's listening, that's watching, making us a part of your week. We wish you the uh, happiest of Thanksgivings as well. If you're traveling, to Starkville or to see family or whatever the case may be. Please be safe, and we'll be back with you next week uh, for a championship game edition of The Butcher versus The Spin Instructor presented by LB's Market. For Greg, for Campbell, I'm Neil. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care.